We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. And welcome in, everybody. It is the last day of February, man. We are inching our way towards spring and summer, and it's Monday morning. Hopefully everybody's doing well. I am flying solo on the screen today. Scott's working in the background. Scott's been dealing with a uh, nasty cold, coughing up. You guys kind of remember that from last week, too, I'm sure. So he's taking it easy today, just in the background. And uh, you guys, I'm going to have to rely on you. Uh, for the conversation. Maybe Scott will chip in some in the um, comments as well, but uh, just me. Sorry, guys, but uh, welcome in. Hope everybody had a great weekend. We got our guy Jeremy Sean coming in here saying, happy Monday, boys. He also says, quick question. Can you finish doing something mostly? Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly finished. I've used that line many times uh, with my wife. Like, hey, what about this? Yeah, I'm I'm mostly finished with that. Um, but uh, then, of course, there's things that get added on. But uh, come on, yeah, if you're married, you definitely know about the uh, the mostly finished line. Uh, Ethan coming in. Good morning, gents of Broncos country. Morning, Jeremy, as well. We got Kevin Gray. Morning, Broncos country. Nick and Scott. Scott's here. He's in the background, so don't don't fret, guys. Yeah, he's just uh, taking it easy today, which is fine. David you, uh, Yokin coming in saying, Morning's Bronco, morning, Bronco country. Good to see you. Our guy, Zach Powers, coming in with the awesome uh, hiking pick there, I believe, somewhere, some beautiful vista, saying morning, morning with the coffee. Definitely, it's coffee time. Uh, we also got our guy with uh, David Yukin saying, who else will be with VJ? We have some announcements. We'll get into that into a second, but the Broncos coaching staff is mostly completed. Uh, we have most uh, positions higher. Still waiting on a running back coach. Uh, there might be another spot there that I'm um, not remembering right now. I remember Mike Kliss tweeting it out, but... Uh, They'll be finished up here pretty soon. Uh, we got Zach Powers coming in saying, is the defensive line and edge just in, as important of a need for this team as offensive line? Are there any good arguments for going defensive line and edge in the draft over offensive line because it's harder to fill? I don't know about the harder to fill question mark. I think an elite defensive lineman or an edge rusher is more impactful than a singular great offensive lineman, uh, just given the systems they play. Uh, if you have... You guys heard me say this before. It's really nerdy to talk about how the systems operate. But on the offensive line, if you have four guys do their job and one doesn't, offensive line is probably going to lose. On the defensive line, especially in pass rush, if you have three guys lose their reps but one guy wins, the entire unit of the defensive line, the defense, wins. So defensive line and edge rushers, the good players, are more impactful uh, than a elite offensive lineman. Maybe offensive line, though, is harder to fill. It's a scarcity-related uh, value, especially for those tackles out there. But 
what's the argument for going offensive line and defense? All right, excuse me, defensive line and edge in the draft over offensive line? You're bored. If you see a player on your board when you're picking with the Broncos picking 67 and 68, ah, so close to pick 69, um, 67 and 68, uh, then you go with the better player at a value position. So I'd have no, no qualms at all. In fact, I would be a proponent of taking a defensive lineman or an edge rusher if they are higher on your board than an offensive lineman. Just you, this team is not, this team is far enough away in the roster building aspect. I mean, picking top five this year, top nine last year, uh, that you can't just be like, oh, I have to take this position. No, you need talent uh, across the board where you can get it. Uh, so definitely there's arguments for that position. Offensive line is number one. Hopefully you uh, get that mostly settled with the uh, with free agency, though. Uh, Mark Hoynack coming in saying, hope you don't have to sell the farm to get George Payton more picks. Kind of counterproductive. There'll be some shuffling of the roster. I have zero doubt on that. There's been talks of, you know, Corlin Sutton, maybe a guy who's being shopped. Uh, there could be a couple other guys as well. Broncos are in a bad position with draft capital for the 2023 draft. They luckily 2024 is pretty much back to normal. Uh, you're going to have two threes instead of one, two, and three. Um, you'll have a one, a one and two threes rather than one, two, and three, but that's negligible compared to the lack of draft capital you have this season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, there'll be some moves that happen without a doubt. Uh, we have our guy Gary Palmer coming in, 999, kicking us off. Good. Gary's keep make, getting my head big, uh, running the show solo. You know, it's always a point of pride if, uh, if the Supers are coming in. So appreciate that. Uh, Gary Palmer, 999. Good morning, Broncos for Breakfast fans. Hey, Nick, where's Scott? Scott is working the background today. He's been dealing with a uh, chest cold, um, coughing a lot. So he's taking it easy in the background, uh, you know, which is great. He's helping me out uh, regardless. It's definitely hard to run the show solo, drink my coffee, and do all the chat stuff with the super chats. Also, when I'm uh, completely solo, so Scott's producing today. While I, you guys are getting a lot of hot air from me. I don't know if it's as cold where you guys are as where I am, but hopefully the hot air fills up my basement because it is cold in here. Uh, we sleep cold and then I come down and turn off the heat. Michael Ronquillo coming in also, uh, probably big time stars given your recent trend in stars. So appreciate you, Michael, down there in Tucson. And hopefully it's plenty warm down there. We appreciate you. Uh, we also got sunny days coming in with the coffee, the thumbs up, and all the hearts. Uh, appreciate you, sunny days. Luke coming in. Good morning and afternoon, all. Feel better, Scott? Yeah, absolutely feel better, Scott. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back tomorrow, but I'm not feeling good. I'd be sleeping if I'm feeling bad for myself. Look at that, man. Uh, we got our guy, Benjamin Flores. Oh, hopefully, my internet didn't just go out a little bit. Uh, Benjamin Flores, morning, Nick. Go Broncos, F the Raiders, just because absolutely it's always a good time to say F the Raiders. Dr. Van Nostrand, good morning, everyone. Miguel Santa Steven coming in saying good morning. And we got, it's Mock Draft Monday. I like to do a little bit of Mock Draft stuff when I'm hanging by myself, saying my Mock Draft, Denver trade, whatever I have to go. After I don't really care because we hit the lottery. Do I at the senior really good out at the senior bowl? Okay, internet. Um, Dewan Jones really stood out at the Senior Bowl uh, this last year. After one day of practice, he is six foot eight, three hundred sixty plus pounds, with an incredible arm length. The one thing about Dewan Jones, the two things I guess that I worry about: one, Russell Wilson's ability to see over him. Now I know Russell Wilson could be a short-term option at the quarterback right now, and you shouldn't be basing this draft completely on what's the best for Russell Wilson. You should be drafting based on what's the best for the Broncos team. Uh, this is Sean Payton's team, not Russell Wilson's team. Uh, so we will see uh, how that plays out. But Dewan Jones is a great option there. Uh, despite the, the other thing about Dewan Jones is that he had a really good 
senior bowl, but where he failed on tape, I didn't see any of the reps that Scott cut up. You can check it out on his channel at uh, Scott Kennedy sports there on YouTube, but he really struggled with counters across his face. Um, once he started, he's so long and big that if you're trying to beat him around the arc, good luck. Uh, but if you can get him going, let's say to the right, cause he plays right tackle mostly. And then you hit him with a counter across his face. That's where he got beat up at Ohio state uh, plenty of times. So didn't see anybody really have the ability to do that or a chance to do that in the one day of reps that he saw at the senior bowl. So he's not a no doubt, you know, first round talent tackle, but early round three, that's I think mid round two to early round three is the range I'd have him at based on the tools and the position he plays. So we'll see. Trade up though. This is a completely different discussion now, but trading up when you have so little picks right now, and you might have to be moving on from Russell Wilson uh, after this season, you're probably in more likely to trade down from those picks to get more rookie cost controlled contracts to help fill out the roster than you are to trade, give up draft capital to trade up. So I don't know. Uh, will be interesting to see how it plays out. If they love him, I don't fault them uh, for going up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise it. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, the DWI guys, Ethan, twenty dollars, helping me out here. Thank you so much, Ethan. Says solo Nick. Uh, what do you think about the Ron Broncos running backs coach? Uh, I'm curious, maybe about you know Deuce Staley out there, or maybe even uh, <laughs> maybe Latavius Murray doesn't want to play anymore. Maybe he's going to be a coach. Uh, maybe the Sean Payton's approached Latavius Murray about being. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. A coach out there uh, for the Broncos, the running back spot. I haven't heard anything other than a little bit of 
posturing about Latavius Murray, which is, you know, I, I think that's more just uh, fan driven than anything, but we'll see um, who it could be. There's definitely a few names out there that would be super interesting and hopefully the Broncos can bring in somebody good because they're probably going to have a almost completely new running back room next season. Uh, so getting somebody in here who can help coach the scheme, coach what the, the landmarks are, uh, get these guys, you know, from the neck up, ready to play in this scheme. It's going to be big, uh, considering how many new faces there are. Probably going to be in the new scheme, uh, without a doubt. We got our guy Mikey coming in saying, "This is Sean Payton's team, not Russell Wilson's team." Love that. It's not just me saying that. It's been you know from the Athletic to ESPN to NFL.com, people saying that uh, the Broncos are, uh, you know, if Russell Wilson struggles this year, then he's gone. That's uh, definitely a possibility. We'll see what happens, uh, but will be interesting. Uh, this is Sean Payton's team, though. Uh, he's the one. This ownership group brought him him. They didn't pick Russell Wilson. They did pick Sean Payton. And even though it would be hard to move on from Russell Wilson, if Sean Payton wants that after the season, probably going to happen. Uh, we got our guy Quentin Caldwell. Good morning. Hope you're doing well, Quentin. Always good to see you. We got our guy Tyler Brooks saying, getting ready to change the oil on the Jeep and fix the battery terminal on the Ram. Listening to Nick, go Broncos. Well, Tyler. Good luck with all your car stuff. I just paid a pretty penny to get uh, the exhaust all fixed up on my uh, Camry. So yeah, driving the, we have a Jeep as well for the off trail, uh, getting to the hard uh, trailhead stuff, but in town have that Camry. And so hopefully going to ride that thing into the ground. Uh Oh, robot Nick, my internet goes out for like a second and then it comes back. I don't know what's going on. Um, I have the internet speed up and it shows it dropped down to like five MB megabytes per second. And then it goes back up to like 60 or 70 or whatever it is. So Hopefully we're okay. Uh, we got BX Bronco Jedi saying morning from NYC. Good to see you. Uh, we also got Zach saying, I really, I like that when George Payton trades any player pick, he tends to get two or more in return besides the Wilson trade, stacking odds by multiplying the chances of hitting. Overall, I think Sean Payton, or excuse me, <laughs> George Payton. I'm going to make that mistake many times, y'all. You have to forgive me. Um, but uh, George Payton has done a pretty good job in a lot of trades that he's done outside of the Russell Wilson trade. And my favorite trade I think he's had so far was last year. The Broncos had pick 96 overall in the third round of the 2022 NFL draft. He traded that to the Colts for, I believe, a fifth-round pick and maybe a sixth-round pick, but I think a fifth-round pick in 2022. And then the Colts' third-round pick this season. Colts suck this year. Not as bad as the Broncos sucked, but the Colts stunk this year. And uh, the Broncos end up getting the 68th overall pick in what was the 96th pick last year. Plus a fifth. Uh, so that's just, I mean, it's one of the reasons that I'm always a big proponent of trading current capital for future capital because that capital often comes with a interest in it, but it's a win-now league. So you have to be a t team in an organization that is comfortable enough trading current assets for future assets because you're hurting yourself in the short term to get benefits in the long term. Uh, but that's, I mean, gosh, the Bill Belichick mid-2000s Patriot teams may built dynasties off of doing that. Oh, we'll give you our... Uh, Second round pick this year, but you're going to give us a third round pick this year plus your first uh, next season. That works out pretty well for them. Uh, we got Jesse coming and saying, hey, all, most of us are living that poor life. Might not be able to get much cash. Uh, let's go and share this. Let's help in the ways we can. Absolutely. Uh, that also helps as well. Definitely economy is rough right now. You know, it's winter. Uh, everybody's saving up for their summer vacation, stuff like that. But uh, thumbs up, uh, share the channel. That helps a heck of a lot if you guys can do that. Um, we always appreciate that. Greg Smith coming in saying good morning Broncos country for Broncos for breakfast chase saying some murmuring about CJ Anderson for uh, coach. I saw that CJ Anderson made a comment about it, but I haven't heard anything from the 
media side about there being a connection. He doesn't, I don't believe he has any connection to the Sean Payton coaching staff or any of the coaches on this team. So who knows? Um, Things could happen, but it would be interesting. Greg Smith, I don't know if we already said good morning, but I always love saying hello to Greg Smith. I hope you're doing well. Our guy Patrick coming in. Patrick, open a new bag of Lion Coffee today. We appreciate you. The uh, the stock is uh, still full, so you don't need to send me any more. But, uh, God, we really do appreciate you. My, uh, I brought in some of the tea to my work uh, that you shared as well. I haven't really been a tea drinker, but I've drinking yours, especially because the passion fruit. I've been craving that Hawaiian passion fruit uh, since I've gotten back from uh, Big Island, the Lilikoi out there. But really good. I brought in some to work as well. They're going nuts for it, so I really appreciate you, Patrick, out there on uh, Oahu. Todd Smith, good to see you. BX Broncos saying it's amazing how quickly the fan base has turned on Russ. Shake my head. Yeah, I guess I'm pretty rough on Russell Wilson as well, but you play poorly, you're going to be criticized in this position. We try to take out, at least I personally try to take out the fan side of things. I go all in on the irrational fan stuff for my Iowa Hawkeyes because I'm trying to be as analytical as possible uh, with this Broncos team. Try to be more analyst than fanalist, uh, as I like to say. But he played poorly this season, and Broncos fans felt, I mean, God, we got embarrassed. Uh, he was embarrassed too, but the fans were embarrassed. You know, for how many primetime games Broncos getting blown out on, butt of every joke, uh, giving up all that draft capital, seeing how far this team away is away from the Chiefs. A lot of that's going to be pinned on Russell Wilson. Uh, so I get it. He's still a human being, right? Uh, so we want to appreciate that and what he does beyond the football. But uh, it's frustrating, so I don't fault people as long as they're not, you know, too personal with their criticism of him austin h good morning nick good to see you austin we also got our guy phil mclaughlin coming in with a beautiful helmet right uh oh, this right there beautiful hopefully uh the broncos bring that up um bring that back next season i'm all about that old school helmet saying morning nick glad to catch you live sorry sorry scott is a well scott's here um he is uh nursing a little bit of a cough in the background having when we've had him on the last couple uh last week at the pause and like cut out and cough uh, so hopefully feeling better there getting some uh hot liquids down his throat and uh getting some rest. So we appreciate that. He's holding his uh, coffee up. I believe maybe it's tea. I'm unsure. I'm not sure if Scott is a tea drinker there, but I uh, appreciate you. Um, yeah. And I had a hiccup there for a second. I don't know what's up on my internet. It dips for a second and then it falls out. It's like a false start going on there you know, procedural penalty. And then we're back on schedule. Clayton here on morning Broncos country. Been a while working a lot. Well, works good. Clayton. Uh, so far, like in our staff, we are putting together. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a pretty good staff and looks like I'm mostly caught up. Dominique saying, Hey Nick and my whole Bronco family just got off work and jumped on the podcast Broncos for life. Um, and also what kind of coffee today? Scott and I are probably both drinking lion coffee. Oh, Scott has, he's drinking that slizzer, uh, that uh, coffee mixed with uh, cold medicine. I'm sure that's a really good combination in there. Um, fr- he has frothed cold medicine, uh, to top his coffee. So, uh, no, that sounds absolutely disgusting. Uh, but the lion coffee. Very good. I'm actually, I'm going to take a sip here to give myself a, uh, a second. So please bear with me. Oh, still really hot. Oh, <laughs> fresh though. Really good. Uh, but appreciate everyone coming in. Jason O'Neill saying, uh, good morning, Nick. I'm happy to see the coaching staff coming together. Now I'm curious what direction the team should pursue in free agents and draft. Thanks, Nick. And get well, Scott. So yeah, the Broncos coaching staff, pretty much all together. I have a, uh, a list here of uh, a lot of the coaches here. So we can kind of get through some of them. Obviously, you guys know about the head coach, Sean Payton, uh, longtime NFL head coach. Broncos gave up a lot to get him. Like I said earlier, this is his team. Um, he's going to be the guy running the show, and he is his vision is going to be an offensive team. Broncos traded a lot to get him and hoping for the best with him. Obviously, there's no guarantees in the future. If any Broncos fan wants to be 
you know, trepidatious. Is that the right word? Uh, about approaching this offseason, you know, not playing in the parade for next year after what happened with Russell Wilson last year. I get it, but the Broncos made a big move for a solidified head coach and one of the few people who can kind of come in and lay down the law with Russell Wilson. You know, already put him down on the first floor uh, going forward rather than getting rid of that second floor office, uh, the parking spaces, you know, all the privileges and whatnot. No, you're one of the guys. Uh, this is not your team. You are a part of the team. So uh, having a coach come in and being able to do that's a good sign. Uh, Broncos also bring in longtime special teams coach and a current assistant head coach, Mike Westoff. Man, he's been on Sean Payton's staff for a number of years. And with his vision uh, on this team, you hope the Broncos special teams would improve this upcoming season. It's been a many, many years of bad special teams play in Denver. It's driving me absolutely up a wall. And uh, if the Broncos offense wasn't so bad, I think we'd talk about it more. But uh, special teams driving me insane. Uh, so hopefully they'll be better this year. Mike Westoff, assistant head coach, and the uh, uh, assisting with the special teams as well. Paul Kelly, also brought in for the Broncos, uh, going to be assistant to the head coach. So it's kind of like we got the office going on here. You have the assistant regional manager and assistant to the regional manager. So we have our assistant to the head coach in uh, Paul Kelly. Paul Kelly was the assistant uh, and an assistant coach for Mike Shanahan for a number of years as well. So will be interesting to see what happens uh, with his position here. Definitely a, somebody who has some uh, skins on the wall, if you will, and uh, some experience. The Broncos are bringing in some more guys here. Um, and then finally, offensive coaching staff. Broncos make it official this weekend. Joe Lombardi, longtime offensive coordinator for Sean Payton, former offensive coordinator for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers coming in here. You got your pass game coordinator, John Morton. Uh, offensive line coach, Zach Streif, who... Probably might be my favorite uh, coaching hire of this uh, staff. Uh, tight ends coach D uh, Declan Doyle and wide receivers coach uh, Kiri Colbert. Also, the Broncos um, are working on, I think it's not official yet, according to Mike Kliss, uh, again, just reviewing this morning before getting going. Uh, but they have not uh, hired officially Davis Webb yet, but he's expected to be the Broncos quarterback coach. So, guys, let me know what you think about the Broncos offensive coaching staff there. Uh, you got... Uh, Davis Webb, Joe Lombardi, John Morton, uh, Zach Streif, Declan Doyle, and Kerry uh, Colbert. The one that I'm most excited about, even though it's probably, again, mostly based on hope, given it's his first time being a full-time coach of this position, Zach Streif, a uh, really good offensive lineman for a number of years out of Indiana University, um, played for the Saints, and was an assistant head coach. And it sounds like the Saints players, media, fans, coaching staff was pretty darn bummed <laughs> that the Broncos uh, took away Zach Streif. So he sounds like he's a rising um, great player uh, for the Broncos and our great coaching staff. And you've heard me say it on here multiple times. I think the third most important coach on any coaching staff is the offensive line coach. Uh, it's the head coach, the whatever side of the ball specialty coordinator uh, on the opposite side. So that'd be uh, for the Broncos, Sean Payton, number one. Number two would be Vance Joseph. You guys will get into that in a second. And then number three would be offensive line coach, regardless. And that's Zach Streif. So uh, excited to see what he can do. Hopefully the um, hopefully him with Sean Payton, who's always been you know big proponent of investing in the offensive line and had good offensive lines, will turn this Broncos unit around. Uh, Robbie Red coming in here on YouTube saying, well, the Broncos use their franchise tag. We talked about this last Thursday, I believe. It sounds like the Broncos don't want to use the tag, but could use the tag. It really depends on what's going to happen with Draymond Jones. He's the only player on this team that it makes any sort of sense for the Broncos to use the tag on uh, whether he is gets the defensive tackle or the defensive end um, designation. The difference is like 0.75 million uh, between the defense tackle and the defensive end. 
the Broncos do use that. I would be very skeptical. He would play on that next season. They'd probably use it as a negotiation uh, window to give him a contract that, and I think they'd have through sometime in July uh, when they could still give him a work contract where he wouldn't hit count essentially 19 million against the cap next season. Uh, but when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. It's going to come down to the wire uh, for the Broncos with Draymond Jones, whether or not they use the tag. Sounds like they're trying to work out a contract before that deadline, which is March 7th, about a week away now, but we'll see. Uh, he's a very valuable player for the Broncos. Is he $20 million a year valuable? I don't know. I think I said earlier, I think we had a little bit of a disagreement, Scott and I on here earlier, talking about the value of Draymond Jones. I think he's probably getting around somewhere between 15 to 17.5 annual per year, uh, just given where he's at compared to the other uh, contracts and given the the cap went up 7% uh, this last uh, from last year to this year. But we'll see. Um, anything above 17.5, it's going to cause me a little bit of, I guess, just going to make me nervous filling out the rest of the roster. But he's a really, he's probably a top 10 interior pass rusher in football. And a lot of those guys are getting paid solid contracts. So he's okay. Yeah. Scott said he's worth 12 to 15, but he gets is different for sure. Scott don't want to put words in your mouth. I just remember the 12 to 15 in there. I think he's, I think he's going to get about 17.5 uh, is what my, my guess would be. If somebody pays more than that, then you probably should have traded him at the, the off season uh, or during the regular season trade deadline along with Bradley Chubb, but is what it is. Uh, hopefully they can get it worked out for, and bring him back. Cause he's a really good pass rusher, pass rusher, a versatile player and somebody that has been, overall available and not getting in trouble and working hard and a guy that you want on a team. No doubt you need interior pass rushers, especially ones that can rush inside outside like a Draymond Jones, Jamal Killings. Good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. Um, Carl Bishop, you really need to fix your internet. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm like right under the router. Um, Seattle internet is should you think it'd be better, but I know people complain all the time about Xfinity. So uh, direct your complaints to Xfinity. Um, <laughs> I don't have a, a hardwire here. I guess I could drill a hole in my rental house. Uh, to put a hard wire through here, but uh, that would have caught that would. I don't know if my landlord would really appreciate that. Um, but uh, yeah, Scott's giving me the, t- the tiny hole. Maybe it's something to look into. Uh, Benjamin Flores saying, Was Lombardi fired from the Chargers or did they release him so he could come here? I believe he was fired. Uh, they moved on from him and they brought in Kellen Moore uh, from the Cowboys out there to the Chargers. So we'll see what happens with Lombardi. I think having Lombardi here is a great thing for the Broncos. Now, if the Broncos had hired let's say D'Amico Ryans, and then you hire Joe Lombardi as your offensive coordinator, then I'd be a little bit more skeptical, but Joe Lombardi is answering to Sean Payton, who is the play caller, playing designer schemer. He's there to assist Sean Payton. Uh, So he's not the main guy calling plays. You can lean on him, but those two have 
history together. They have chemistry. They know what each other want. They know, you know, the, the wants, whims, needs of each of them. So yeah, no, the uh, Lombardi is a good hire for the Broncos because he's an offensive coordinator, but not really the, the head honcho on the offense. It's going to be Sean Payton. So really excited about that. Um, Ken saying they should have hired Nick. No, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, I would take the money, uh, no doubt, but, uh, would appreciate, uh, appreciate the money, but I like hanging out with you guys and I'd be missing you guys. And I don't think they would let me come on here and, uh, spit, uh, as much as I do with you guys. Um, but uh, we also got, uh, Jeremy Sean come in and say, still bucking the hate, the Vance hire. I'm good with everyone else. I don't mind the Vance Joseph hire that much. I think that his scheme plays a lot of cover one. It's a very, a, not only is defense a very talent talent base are very much successful based on talent and depth, even more so than offense, I would argue. But Vance Joseph's scheme, which has been a lot of cover one uh, press man, really relies on talent. <laughs> if you don't have, especially the horses in the secondary, it's going to be rough. Broncos do have, you know, Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan. We'll see about that cornerback too. I've seen some people, you know, say Byron Murphy might be great. Even though Byron Murphy was with the Cardinals, I don't know if he's an incredible scheme fit for what I perceive to be what Vance Joseph wants to run. He was already there and drafted before Vance came. So you make the best with what players you have, but I don't know if he's an ideal scheme fit. So we'll see um, how they utilize him or uh, all these guys, but excited about uh, what Sertan can do in more of a man uh, match defense and just see what the defense looks like. It's going to have to be a little bit better on first and second down, but with Vance Joseph also, you still are bringing back um, Marcus Dixon and uh, Christian Parker, who should be very excited about the Broncos. Even before they hired a defensive coordinator, Sean Payton identified those two and said, yeah, these guys aren't getting out of the building. We want them back. Uh, so we got our guy, David Cromelo coming in here, $5 saying, you think the Broncos look like a team that's closer to a full scale rebuild than one that's closer to a playoff berth? Hmm. That's a tough one. I think given that there are seven teams in the playoffs and how many one score losses the Broncos had last season and the amount of injuries they suffered last season and the total incompetency circus show that was the power dynamics and the coaching of last season's uh, Denver Broncos team, I think they're probably closer to a playoff berth than a full-scale rebuild just because the option, the ability for a playoff berth comes before a full-scale rebuild. They're not doing the full-scale rebuild right now. And they'd have a chance to make the playoffs prior to next offseason, which is when I think the earliest you could see a full-scale rebuild. So I'm leaning towards the playoff berth, but it's close. I could see either way. Uh, with the Broncos moving on from, if they move on from Russell Wilson, then you probably need to lean into the full-scale rebuild, but we'll see. Scott also comes in and says, I think they'll take one more shot at the playoffs, if not nuke the team after 2023. That's how a lot of the contracts set up, as Scott's pointed out on here many times. Uh, so you can move on from a lot of salary cap. A dead cap would be pretty big, but you might, you know, bounce off the floor a couple seasons to really, you know, get this team built in Sean Payton's image, get some high draft picks in here and, uh, you know, build it up that way. But I think the playoff chances are first. I think you have a better chance to playoffs first. Richard Miles with a glorious uh, Eagle Raptor there saying, good morning, Nick. Good to see you, Richard. We appreciate you coming in and saying hello. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we also got our guy. Um, oops. Didn't say it was a bad thing coming in from Tyler Brooks. Not sure what you're talking about there, Tyler, but uh, talking about, uh, I think uh, Joe Lombardi. Um, and he said, oh, here we go. Saying I'm a friend in Knoxville, Iowa, where I live. Name's Scott Kennedy as well. Kind of an oddball. Well, you know, everybody's an individual, right? Uh, so if oddballs uh, really depends on the scale you're talking about, but that's okay. Out there in Iowa, uh, shout out to Iowa as well. Um, go Hawks. Had uh, some pretty amazing basketball games this weekend. I saw Iowa was down like 
91 to 87 with, uh, no, excuse me, 97. They scored like 25 points in two minutes or something. Uh, so crazy how different Iowa's basketball team is compared to their football team. Um, we got Jeremy coming in saying, do you know anything about Bo Lowry? Bo's strength and conditioning coach, I believe, that the uh, Broncos are bringing in from the Saints. Sounds like the, I mean, you can only take it, this is anecdotal evidence, but sounds like, you know, Cam Jordan and Drew Brees were all about uh, Bo Lowry. If this is the same guy here, the new Broncos strength and conditioning coach, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, but yeah, he sounds like he's really well-respected. Somebody that, again, Sean Payton has worked with before, Sean Payton knows, and is going to shake up the room a little bit. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm waiting to, for, especially for something like strength and conditioning, where it's, you know, behind the scenes, we don't get to evaluate uh, anything but the results later on. I uh, want to see how it plays out. But anecdotally, it sounds like we should be excited about the hire. And it's something different. It's something, uh, hopefully, you know, the, the relationships change. You, know, you, have to, you have to bring it in there. You know, there's no settling or anything like that. So Jesse coming in here saying, Lowry is my favorite hire. Man, I uh, I think my favorite hire is Mike Westoff. <laughs> but uh, we'll definitely, uh, Lowry is a good one. We'll see how it plays out with the new uh, strength and conditioning. Um, I know he's bringing Brandon. Okay, VP of player health and performance. So this is something I've talked about on the show all season. The Broncos, there's limitations of the salary cap. There's limitations in you know draft capital through the team building. But where there are no limitations, coaching spending and strength, strength and conditioning spending. So you're bringing in uh, him as the yep, Daryl Dam- Damfrey as the strength and conditioning coach. You guys are correct. And then uh, you also have uh, Lowry coming in as the VP of player health and performance. So you're building a real interesting uh, team there. I'd be curious if they bring in a nutritionist as well or something. I mean, of course, they'll bring a nutritionist. But if somebody, you know, renowned there in the uh, the bodybuilding and the nutrition side of things. So we'll see how it plays out. And Aki teasing me saying Lombardi isn't your favorite hire. I think Lombardi is a fine hire. Again, he's answering to fine is a four letter word. I know, but uh, he's answering to Sean Payton. Sean Payton's your offensive coordinator. De facto, uh, you, you have Joe Lombardi as the assistant to the offensive coordinator, and they did damn well together prior. So um, we have Austin H coming in saying, Nick, any late round Hawkeyes? You could see the Broncos drafting uh, Kayvon Merriweather, uh, safety from the Iowa Hawkeyes, would be an interesting name to follow. He's an exceptional um, young man, um, extremely. Uh, intelligent, well-spoken, hardworking captain on that team, his special teams ability. Uh, he is going to be probably, you know, round five, round six kind of guy. I don't think he really stood out at all at the senior bowl, but he's an okay athlete. He mostly was a basketball player in high school and uh, he's going to test pretty well out there. And again, just an, an incredible person uh, out there at Iowa. They really love that guy. They had some really incredible people on that defense this year. So Kayvon Merriweather is uh, the name that sticks out to me for the Iowa's the Broncos looking for a special teams guy. He's uh, going to be an interesting one. So guys, we're at 30 minutes now and uh, I don't want to run too long. I can't believe we're already at 30 minutes real quick. The defensive side of the ball um, before we get to this draft, uh, you obviously bring it in Vance Joseph for the defensive coordinator, outside linebackers, coach Greg Maneski, uh, inside linebackers, coach Michael uh, Will Hody, Will Hoyt, Will Hoyt, duh, Will Hody, duh. Dumbass Nicholas. Uh, Michael Wilhoyt out there, uh, inside linebackers coach. And then the two returning coaches uh, for the Broncos that Christian Parker and Marcus Dixon. We'll see if the Broncos still bring in some more coaches on the defensive side. You know, maybe you're going to bring in a uh, run game coordinator, pass game coordinator for both sides of the ball just yet. Uh, again, the Broncos don't have any limitations on what they can spend on the defensive coaching staff. So if Sean Payton wants something like that, then he can get something like that. Um, if he thinks that's too many co- cooks in the kitchen, then move on. But uh 
yeah, I think this is a fine uh, defensive coaching staff. We're going to see how the Vance Joseph defense plays out, uh, but we'll be, uh, we'll be follow. Uh, we'll be fun to watch this season to see if the defense can, you know, stay in that top half of the league. Uh, KB 82, Kenneth Booker saying what free agents would be most excited for the Broncos signing one realistic one dream signing most excited for the Broncos to bring in realistic signing. I would really like Isaac Semialu. Uh, I've mentioned him on here a few times uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he has been really good for that unit for a number of years now. He's a young player. He's been healthy coming out of Oregon state. I believe fell to the fourth round, but he's a, just been really solid. And I think if you bring him in, you don't have to pay him crazy money to sign him. And he could solidify one of those interior spots for, a long time coming. Uh, that would be a great addition for the Broncos. As far as the uh, dream signing, I guess I'll go back to the offensive line. I think the dream signing is Juwan Taylor, assuming his medicals are okay. I know I think he has a knee concern long-term. It's the reason he fell in the draft, but I think he's been really good for the Jags, and I think it's exceedingly likely to hit the market. Uh, the Jags have paid Cam Robinson a big deal to keep him at left tackle, and they drafted Walker Little this a uh, couple years ago, and he looked pretty good out there in the playoffs uh, when uh, Cam Robinson was hurt. So uh, we also got some news um, for the Broncos here from Jeremy Fowler, who does great work for ESPN, saying, here's your Broncos running back coach. And we got uh, Rakeem coming in to break the news. Rakeem looking pretty darn uh, fly with that picture there, man. Uh, <laughs> way too cool for the show. What's going on? Uh, saying Jeremy Fowler, Northwestern running backs coach Lou Anu is headed to the Broncos in the same position per source. Second assistant on Pat Fitzgerald staff in the NFL job recently, um, joining Ryan Smith. So Broncos have a running back coach. See? A lot of speculation out there. I didn't buy much of it. So we have Lou A N E coming in here. Hopefully, God, I know I probably didn't pronounce that right. Uh, apologize, Lou. But uh, Broncos have a running back coach coming in. I know very little about him. Uh, but uh, will be interesting to see what the people have to say. I know that Northwestern was pretty poor this last season. It's a team that in the NIL era and the transfer portal era is going to have a pretty damn hard time fielding good teams in the Big Ten West. But uh, Bron obviously the, they've had some really good teams out there in Northwestern underneath Pat Fitzgerald, uh, who at a somewhat of a recruiting disadvantage, given the academic uh, requirements for uh, coaching on that uh, Northwestern team. So we'll be interesting. Uh, Broncos again, filling out that coaching staff, got the breaking news there. Um, will be fun, but guys, we were getting a little long. I didn't want to go a full hour today because I don't want to join Scott with the, uh, the lack of a voice and coughing. So we're going to run a seven round, Denver Broncos mock draft here. Um, we're going to lean into you guys in the chat as well. Scott should already have most of it uh, up and ready to go. And hope, luckily, Scott's also going to help me running it in the background. But we're drafting as the Denver Broncos. We're going to see how it falls here. And uh, hopefully, we're going to get a, uh, a fun mock draft. We're using the PFF simulator again. And hopefully, also hopefully, hopefully the mock draft, uh, excuse me, draft network uh, simulator gets up and running here pretty soon. But Gentlemen, let's start that mock, en mock engine, and uh, let's see what the Broncos have there at pick 68. Uh, pick 68 overall, really, I'm just going to let the board fall to us. Uh, looking for offensive line, but if the best player available is a, heck, anything, um, I'm going to go get go after it. So uh, we'll see what happens here. Scott, you can go ahead and click start the draft there, and uh, let's see who's available there at pick 68 for the Broncos. And I'm going to go full screen, so you guys are going to have to... Uh, I'm going to have to let's lean on Scott in the chat a bit. Otherwise, I won't be able to see this. But uh, full screen here. Broncos on the clock here for the pick. And, uh, ooh, this is not a great-looking board. I am 
distraught with the two picks before the Broncos here in Keanu Benton and Will McDonald. Those would have been guys I would have ran to the board for, for the Broncos, but alas, here we are. Um, I do not like Carl Brooks fit for the Broncos. He's just, he's not for me. Nick Herbert, Herbig, not my, not my favorite either. Sydney Brown, not for me. Either. Nope. 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 Oh man. I might have to take uh, Campbell. Oh, okay. So yep. We have a, uh, my first pick here is going to be Darnell Washington. Yep. He's the uh, best player on the board here for me. Uh, do the Broncos need to take another tight end? No, but we're drafting in the third round here and we're looking for potential difference makers. Uh, Scott, we have pick 68 as well. So you might as well just click Darnell Washington while I talk about it. Uh, he is an absolute behemoth of a human being, uh, six, seven seventy ish. And uh, really like, the complete opposite body type and skill set to a Greg Dulcich. If you have Darnell Washington coming in, he is essentially an addition to your offensive line. Whereas the, uh, the Broncos are then Greg Dulcich is more of your detached uh, pass rusher for the Broncos there. So our detached, uh, no, we're going to go with Jalen Duncan, Scott. We know that Um, he's right there, Uh, but uh, yep, that's going to be our next pick. Uh, Darnell Washington though, could be a great player for the Broncos. If you want to run heavy personnel, with Russell Wilson under center, you know, 21, 12 personnel. Darnell Washington is probably the best uh, Y tight end in this class. I think he's going to test really well. He's just, he's a unique player. And because of bringing him in, you create yourself a a really interesting changeup from a lot of teams in the league. You know, a lot of teams are playing 11 personnel, lighter personnel. They're running a quarterback option out of 11. Well, the Broncos, I don't think you'd want to be running Russell Wilson too much out of that quarterback option. I don't think you want to be running on a shotgun. Now, we're going to be leaning a little bit more under center, 12, 21, and getting somebody like Darnell Washington back there, who I think should probably go at the top 50 at pick 67, is a great value. And then for me on this one, I am going to take Jalen Duncan here. Um, he's left side, right side, offensive tackle. Uh, okay length. I wish he was a little bit longer. I think 33 and a half, a half arm length, but uh, moves really well. One of the few guys who has the... Uh, the movement skills to I think stick at tackle in the league and um, just really just a fluid mover in space. So I really like him uh, coming out of uh, Maryland. I was also debating uh, H a chain from Texas A&M there running back. I was debating uh, the likes of uh, um, Jack Campbell there and a few other guys, but uh, we're on the board now. Scott's up here. We got a lot of options. We got Carl Brooks is an op- option at edge rusher. Michael Wilson, Dwayne McBride, Tank Bigsby, Moro Ojimo, Colby Wooden is an interesting one. Let's keep scrolling down, Scott. I just kind of want to see where they have a lot of these guys listed here. If anybody really stands out to me. Oh, stupid. Okay, my next one is going to be Zach Harrison here. I don't know why he's this low. Uh, edge rusher from Ohio State. Uh, six foot five, 265, 270. Uh, the Broncos have zero edge setting ability right now on this defensive line. They have much more speed finesse, uh, you know, those lighter pass rushers. Zach Harrison is an edge setting length monster. Uh, so getting him in somebody who can play uh, edge rusher in base packages, first and second down and set the edge while rushing the passer, you know, containing on the outside and then even reduce to the inside uh, on uh, sub packages uh, from time to time. I think that's a guy that, especially in the fourth round, a really unique player. He's probably never going to be a great starter, but you love to have somebody like that in your rotation on the defensive line. So Zach Harrison, without a doubt here, this is a home run pick uh, for the Broncos. I, and to full discretion, I think Zach Harrison would be a great pick for the Broncos at with their third round. Uh, so to get him here in the fourth round is something that I guess I disagree with the, the PFF board, but hey, uh, sometimes it's going to be like that. 
Uh, so let's keep going here. Scott, we're on the pick now with the Broncos fifth round pick, uh, pick 141. We have two more. Uh, right now I'm looking for pretty much anything that could possibly stand out for the Broncos. Um, we're getting a little bit long here. Uh, we have, yep. Andre Yosef stands out to me a little bit here. Chase Brown stands out to me a little bit here. Uh, John Tobias stands out, but I found my guy. It's going to be Eric Gray, uh, running back from Oklahoma. Broncos need to invest in this running back room and Eric Gray can do a little bit of everything. I don't think he has any superhero traits, but he's a good pass blocker. He's a good pass catcher. He can run, uh, Outside the uh, tackles, he can run inside. So I really, really like Eric Gray. I think that I would have been fine with him with the Broncos, the last pick, uh, their early fourth round. Maybe he gets knocked down a little bit because of the the depth of this class. Uh, but Broncos need to get fresh legs in that running back room. We heard a report last week that, uh, unfortunately, Javonta Williams might not be ready uh, till late <laughs> next season or mid-next season, if, if at all. So uh, Broncos need some fresh running backs. They're going to pay a running back as well to come in, but I think they should pay and draft somebody, uh, assuming they get a little bit more draft capital. We'll see what, how big the running back investment is on either end. But Eric Gray here, fifth round, send it. That's, that's a good pick. So now what are we looking for? I mean, defensive uh, interior defensive line is still very much an option for the Broncos. We uh, could be looking at linebacker, safety, cornerback, wide receiver, uh I probably already mentioned interior defensive line. So we got a few guys here. Keep scrolling. I We've already taken a tight end, so we're not really looking for a tight end. Um, Asim Richards, this is a Scott guy here. He's probably going to be more of a guard at the next level, but in a uh, has good feet and moved around pretty well. Let's keep scrolling, Scott, just because I want to see what the other options are here. Um, anybody that really stands out. Ooh, let's just scroll up real quick uh, just because I want to call him out. If I hadn't just taken a running back, I'd be considering Muhammad Ibrahim here. Uh, he's older. He's torn up, torn a ligament in his knee. But you're talking about a six-round pick guy who you just roll into the ground uh, through his rookie contract. He'd be interesting uh, for the Broncos later on. Let's keep scrolling, just because I think I am going to take your uh, North Carolina guy. But I uh, just want to see if anybody else really stands out here for me uh, for the Broncos. Doesn't really look like it right now. Yeah, DJ Dale, interesting defensive lineman as well. Yeah, nope, nope, nobody really here. It's okay. So, yeah, let's go with our, the North Carolina guy here. Uh, keep adding to the offensive line. He's more of a uh, – he's listed at tackle here, but I think he's going to be more of an interior guy at the next level. Guard and Asim Richards. Uh, you guys want to check him out. I believe Scott probably already has him cut up. Uh, so, uh, Asim Richards, let's send it, and let's uh, wrap up this Denver Broncos uh, mock draft. Oh, there we go. Scott pulling up his stats. Don't have his uh, measurables because PFF wants to hammer home their uh, their grades. But, uh, yep, no, that's uh, that's it, guys. So hopefully we'll see the final one. I bet you PFF won't really grade all these great because we like some guys a little bit uh, more. But uh, that's okay. And we're getting our grade now from overall draft. We got a B for Darnell Washington, a B-plus for uh, Zach Harrison. Uh, is that a D-minus for Zach Harrison? That's stupid if that's a D-minus. A D for Eric Gray. And then a B for uh, Asim Richards. Broncos going to have more picks like than this when the time comes. We really leaned into the offense here. Uh, got everything besides quarterback and uh, wide receiver. But uh, yeah, this would be a fun one. And I think you have two potential starters there in the third round uh, with the Broncos. Maybe even three starters if you want to view back Zach Harrison as a uh, base package starter. So yeah, I uh, I would be ecstatic with this draft for the Broncos. Uh, five picks is a little bit small. You can't hit every single need, every single position, but uh, I think we got value overall. So uh, you guys let me know in the chat um, if anybody really stood out to you guys here. 
Um, Michael Ronquillo coming in saying, uh, great show today, Nick, on Broncos for Breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you coming in and uh, supporting the show as always. And uh, you guys are great. Um, we've got Brandon Booth coming in also saying, uh, love the show. Great information on my favorite team. Well, Brandon, we really appreciate that. And if you guys are like Brandon, enjoying the show, make sure you click a thumbs up on the way out the door. We uh, really would appreciate that. Um, and we got Ethan coming in. Scott, this is all my money for doing the show myself. No, I'm just kidding. Ethan coming in saying a great show, Nick. Have a great day, Broncos country. Well, we really appreciate you coming in and supporting us, Ethan. Not everybody can be like Ethan, though, dropping the big uh, dollars this time, not the pounds. Um, if you're not like that and you're not in a position, that's totally fine. Uh, we'd appreciate the heck out of you. Just clicking the thumbs up, uh, sharing the show, liking the show wherever you're at. Uh, that would help us a lot. But obviously, if you guys want to be like Ethan, and uh, really contribute to the show, you know, sponsor the show even, uh, DWI guys, then we'd appreciate that as well. Um, but I got to wrap it up because my voice is starting to go without a doubt. So follow me on Twitter, at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you guys are following Scott on Twitter. He is at, at Scout Kennedy. And, uh, of course, follow us at BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle while you're over there on Twitter. If you're joining us on Facebook today, again, click the thumbs up. We'd really appreciate that. We even got some hearts coming in from Brandon Booth, Ken Booker and Benjamin Flores. So a uh, shout out to the hearts there. Um, but uh, follow us on facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker says there underneath, if you're joining us on YouTube today, please subscribe to the channel, like the show. Uh, we got a carry act coming in. So you guys knew I'd read the carry act. Scott Kennedy, <laughs> give him the care. I appreciate it, Scott. Uh, that got me. That was good. Um, but uh, yeah, you guys are great. Uh, we will see you again tomorrow morning. And Michael's saying I sent over 40,000 stars last week. Well, Michael, you're a superstar. We appreciate you. We always appreciate the Buckham as well, rocking the gear. Uh, you are a superstar in my book, without a doubt. And uh, we always appreciate you coming in and donating on the best shows, the morning shows. No, uh, you're great, Michael. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate everybody coming in. Um, hopefully everyone had a great, we got this cry react coming in from Dave Glassman. <laughs> Dave, I appreciate the running bit here. It's all interactions. Uh, we have way more eyeballs than uh, reacts on there. So if you feel like you were entertained today, click thumbs up. If you felt like you learned something thumbs up. If I just, if you thought it was a good way to, uh, pass, you know, 45 minutes rather than, you know, staring into the void, give a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate that. I'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, I'm giving uh, Scott a little bit of time again, uh, if he wants it. So we'll see. Uh, and We'll break in a little bit more. If you guys have any thoughts, questions, or something that you really want to dive, dive into in the draft, uh, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, you know, Say, hey, Nick, I really want you to talk about X, Y, and Z topic for Broncos for Breakfast tomorrow. Sounds good. Uh, let's do it. It's combine week. It's a fun week. We're going to get a lot of new data for this team, and we're going to hear a lot of those juicy rumors about uh, free agency opening up. This is the, uh, the non-tampering tampering period opening up with agents talking. No, we didn't talk to the player but we had hypotheticals, you know, through agents about uh, who could potentially join or whatnot. So we're going to get some juicy information, no doubt, uh, with the Broncos. So hope you guys have a good one. Happy Monday. Uh, hope the coffee is strong. Have a good one. Stay warm. Choose kindness and compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.